what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. And I don't know who you are today, and I don't care what you've done. If your life is chaos today, if you will let the Spirit of God move upon your heart, He wants to come into your life, and He wants to make something beautiful out of that chaotic situation that you're in that's been caused by sin. He can do it! Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the gospel according to St. Luke. The gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 11. Luke chapter 11, move down if you will to verse 33. Luke chapter 11 and verse 33 No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness." Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If thy whole body, therefore, be full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. Let there be light. I want to take you back this morning to the very dawn of time. The Bible says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Evidence is, as we read a number of questions in the book of Job, Job chapter 38, evidence is that when God created the heavens, He created all of the angelic host. And Job chapter 38 and verse 4, God asked these questions to Job. Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare, if thou hast understanding. Who has laid the measures thereof? If thou knowest, or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who has laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. When God created the heavens, He created all of the angels 
in the beginning, and they were there at the dawn of time when God created the earth. They were singing and praising God when God created the earth. When God created the angels, the most beautiful angel that God ever created, his name was Lucifer. Ezekiel chapter 28. Julie, if you will, pull it up on the screen. The most beautiful angel that God ever created, his name was Lucifer, and he was in charge of all of the angelic host. In Ezekiel 28 in verse 12, this is what God said of Lucifer. Thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Verse 14, thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. And I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. And Isaiah shined a little bit of light upon the fall of Lucifer, the sin, the iniquity that Lucifer committed Isaiah chapter 14 beginning in verse 12 Isaiah asked this question how art thou fallen from heaven O Lucifer son of the morning how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations for thou hast said in thine heart I will ascend into heaven and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. Lucifer led a rebellion against God. In Revelation chapter 12 and verse 4, the Bible tells us that a third of the angelic host sided with Lucifer in this rebellion against God. Some Bible scholars seem to think that in the beginning, when God created the earth, he created it to be inhabited, and the earth was inhabited. And this is where a lot of Bible scholars believe that the dinosaurs came from. We're talking about way back sometime in the eons of the past. Science tries to tell us today that the earth is billions of years old. And ladies and gentlemen, that does not contradict the Word of God at all, not one bit. Because the Bible does not tell us how old the earth is. Just simply said in the beginning, sometime in the eons of the past, God created this world and there was life here. It is believed that the dinosaurs came from this period of time. And when Lucifer led his rebellion against God and a third of the angels sided with him, he lost that battle. And the end result of that rebellion against God, it destroyed everything that was here. And we come up to Genesis chapter 1 
and verse 2 where the Bible says the earth was without form and void and darkness upon the face of the deep. It is believed that the earth became this way. God did not create this world to be without form and void and darkness. God is not a God of darkness. Our God is a God of light. And in Him there is no darkness. But whether you believe what I've just told you this morning or not, my point is simply this. Lucifer had already become Satan before Adam and Eve, and he was in that garden tempting the creation of God, mankind, Adam and Eve. Tempting them. When God created man, he created man out of the dust of the ground. Breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. You are an eternal soul. One million years from this morning, you will still be alive somewhere. You will either be in heaven or you will either be in hell. But you are a living soul, an eternal soul. And you will be alive somewhere a million years from today. Eternity. Will it be smoking or non-smoking? That is your choice. God created man out of the dust of the ground. Created man in his own image and likeness. Genesis 1 verse 26, God said, Let us make man in our own image and in our, in our likeness. 1 John 1 and verse 5, the Bible says that God is light and in him is no darkness. And if God created man in his own image and likeness, the original creation of man in the image of God, it is believed that man was covered in an array of light, although he was naked. You're like, well, Brother James, I don't understand that. Well, when you go home today, get you a, a light bulb. Get you a 50-watt or 100-watt light bulb and look at the end of that light bulb and you'll see on there the word Sylvania or GE and it'll tell you the voltage and it'll tell you the wattage and it'll tell you it was made here or made yonder or whatever the case and you'll be able to see the writing on that light bulb. But you screw it into a socket and turn the power on and you will not be able to see the details and the writing on that bulb because of the light that is coming from the bulb in the beginning when God created man he was covered in an array of light because he was made in the image and the likeness of God but when Adam partook of that tree the lights went out Adam lost God consciousness and fell to the far lower levels of self-consciousness. They knew that they were naked and they were afraid. And have you noticed it? There was no fear in all of God's creation. There was no fear until Adam fell in that garden. No fear. 
But when sin came into the picture, we have fear and anxiety. Emotions that God never intended. And mankind finds himself today, his soul is covered in darkness. The soul of man is so big that only God can fill it up. And you're listening to me this morning. You're empty down on the inside because of sin. And you can go to the liquor store and you can get you some Jack Daniels or some Jim Beam. And that will not fill up the void that is in your soul. You can go from one relationship to another. And that will not satisfy the hunger that's in the soul of man. There is a void there, a darkness there in the soul of man. Just like in the beginning, in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth became without void, without form and void and darkness. And mankind finds himself in that same chaotic condition today because of sin. Listen to me today. Sin is a very serious situation, ladies and gentlemen. Sin has killed every single human being that has ever lived. And every single one of you under the sound of my voice today, me included, every one of you here in this service today, every single one of us have a condition that is terminal, and that condition is sin. And there is only one remedy. Thank God for the remedy. And that remedy is Jesus Christ, who He is, and what He did for us at Calvary's cross. And there is no other remedy. You can go to the Buddhist temple and worship if you want to, but that's not going to do you any good. There is only one remedy, and that is faith in Jesus Christ, who He is and what He did for you at Calvary. That is it. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God help us today, we need that light to shine. It needs to shine today. Send the light. Send the light. Let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light of the gospel out today, church. Let there be light. This world was without form and void and darkness until the Spirit of God moved. Glory to God. I said the Spirit of God moved. And he said, let there be light. And God took this world that was in a chaotic condition and he turned it around and he made something beautiful out of it. I remember the day when the Spirit of God moved upon my heart when I was 12 years of age. And God said, let there be light. The light of the gospel. Somebody shared the gospel with me and that light shone in my heart. There was conviction that took place. And I knew, although I was 12 years of age and I hadn't committed any of the major big sins, I think the biggest thing I had done at that time was throw a dirt clog up on my neighbor's house. And he'd come out there and holler at me. 
But the light of God's glory shone in my soul when I was 12 years old and I've never forgot it. And God made something beautiful. My whole life changed. And I don't know who you are today and I don't care what you've done. If your life is chaos today, if you will let the Spirit of God move upon your heart, He wants to come into your life and He wants to make something beautiful out of that chaotic situation that you're in that's been caused by sin. He can do it. Something beautiful, something good, all my confusions he understood, all I had to offer him. Was brokenness and strife, but he made something beautiful of my life. Glory to God. Is there anybody out here in this parking lot listening to me today? Oh, blow your horn and just thank the Lord if He's made something beautiful of your life today. Glory to God. It's time to praise God if He turned your situation around and He changed your heart. He changed your life. Some of you in this place today, you would be out there in this cemetery with moss growing over your tombstone if God hadn't moved in your heart and life when He did. The Spirit of God is still moving today. And He is saying, let there be light. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3. God said, let there be light. The light dispels the darkness. Always has. Always will. The darkness didn't overcome the light. The light overcame the darkness. Think about it. When you walk into a dark room or walk into a room, you don't hear ever hear somebody say, well, let's cut on the darkness. It's automatically there. Am I right? You hear somebody say, cut on the light. Why? Because the light dispels the darkness. The darkness was a result of the fall. There is a darkness upon the soul of mankind called sin. And there's only one light that can change the darkness of soul. And that is the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And that is the only light. There is no other. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You are the light of the world. And that illumination, ladies and gentlemen, is not anything that is a result of what you have done or not done. If there's any illumination in your soul, it is all because of what God has done. 
And because of that light that is inside of you, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine before men. Sadly and regrettably, the church today is not keeping up with the demand. 7.5 billion people on the planet today. And they're walking around in darkness. A very, very small percentage of the population of this world knows Jesus Christ. And the age is getting darker and darker. And the Bible says in the last days the love of many would wax cold. People walking around with an active sin nature. Doing whatever they want to do. It doesn't make any difference whether it hurts my neighbor or not. We're about to have total anarchy in our country today because of sin. And the church is not keeping up with the demand. The light is not shining as it ought to be. And my question is today, what has the church got to do to keep the lights on? To keep the lights burning? What have we got to do to keep the light burning down on the inside of our hearts and lives? Here's what Jesus said. Luke chapter 11, verse 33. He said, when you light a candle... Oh, good grace and mercy. You got to cut the light on first. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Oh, let me preach out here in the parking lot. I said you got to cut the lights on first. You got to light the candle up. Oh, y'all still ain't understanding what I'm saying. I said what I'm trying to say is this. It's time for the church to get on fire for God. Get on fire for God, church. Get on fire for God, church. You got to light a candle. We've got to be the light to this world. Get on fire for God. What does that mean, Brother James? I'm here every Sunday. I'm here every Wednesday night. I listen to everything you put up on the website. I get every one of your CDs, Brother James. I read my Bible and I pray. What are you talking about? Get on fire for God. I'm going to tell you what John the Baptist said. It wasn't John the Pentecostal. It was John the Baptist that said, There's one coming after me that's mightier than I am, and he will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. Glory to God. Well, Brother James, I thought when I got saved, I had the Holy Ghost. That's right. You do. You do have the Holy Ghost. But has the Holy Ghost got you? Yes, you get the Spirit when you get saved. He changes your heart and He changes your life. Jesus told the disciples, you've got the Holy Spirit with you, but He shall be in you. And on the day of Pentecost, when they were praying... When they were seeking God. That's when the Spirit of God fell. And a change took place. A change took place in Simon Peter's life.
Simon Peter, before Jesus was crucified, that night he stood around the barrel warming himself and a young lady said, you were with him. You were with that man called Jesus. No, I won't. Woman, I don't know who you talk. What are you talking about? He was scared. He was afraid. But after the day of Pentecost, and the Holy Spirit came in like a mighty rushing wind, and the Holy Ghost came on them, Simon Peter was the one that stood up and preached the inaugural message of the church, and over 3,000 people got saved. This man got a boldness in his heart and life after he was filled with the Holy Ghost. And I've run out of time, but let me tell you something today, ladies and gentlemen, as we depart today and go home. You need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. Every single one of you, under the sound of my voice today, you may be saved, but you need to get filled with God's Spirit. Preachers, listen to me today. Get off the golf courses. Get out of the bowling alleys. Get off of that lake. Get out of that boat. Get out of that deer stand and get on your face before God and seek God until the Spirit of God fills your soul. And then you come out of that side room on a Sunday morning and you preach this gospel of Jesus Christ and Him crucified whether hell likes it or not. That is the answer, ladies and gentlemen. That is the light. Let there be light. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 9.30. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.